Hi, it's Nikki here and I'm jumping in just before the episode begins to let you know that from the 5th to the 18th of September 2022, the doors are open to the Thrive First Method and you can join us anytime. The link is in the show notes or you can just head to www.tlb.org.uk forward slash TT checkout. To help you decide if it's right for you, I have recorded a series of podcast episodes. So that's from episode 94 to episode 97. And in these, I've covered every question I've been asked. I've brought on my clients as special guests so that you can hear what it's really like when we do this work together. So I hope whatever episode you're about to listen to today serves you, regardless of whether you're joining us or not. And if you are, I cannot wait to welcome you in. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. Hi, it's Nikki from the end of the episode. During this episode, I did say that I was going to read out a comment that one of my clients going through the Thrive First Method has given me some feedback that they've given me and I got to the end of the episode and I forgot, so I'm going to do it here. When you're listening to this episode today, you're going to hear the part where I say, oh, and I'm going to read that out to you today and then I just completely forgot to do it. So here's what she said. She says, it feels like for the first time I'm planning my business activities and planning my life in a way that feels aligned to me. It's not being planned for this fictitious version of who I'd like to be. It's planning for the real me. I've never had that before. It's working, it's amazing, and it feels so good. It's the first time I've not got overwhelmed or turned off by goal setting. It's a really unique approach. And before, when I was planning out my week, I would just quickly think, right, what are my goals for this week? Even though I knew what my overall bigger vision was, I couldn't connect it all together. Going through the Thrive First Method has enabled me to connect it all together. I now find I've got a clear monthly goal I'm really excited by, which I'm finding really easy to break down into weekly high value activities. These are things that I actually do in the week that feel achievable. They're not busy work. They're they're actively moving me forward to achieving my goal. It feels like for the first time, I'm planning my business and my life in a way that's aligned to me, the real me, and that feels so good. I hope that you don't mind me reading this out at the beginning of the episode, and I am gonna head straight into the episode now, but I just wanna share that with you. If that sounds like what you're after, if that sounds like what you want, please, please register your interest to the Thrive First Method. I'm going to be opening the doors back up in September 2022 and you are invited. So the link is in the show notes or you can go to www.tlb.org.uk forward slash TT checkout and you can register your name on the list. All you're going to get from me is a few emails explaining what it is and how you can join. And without further ado, let's get into the episode. Hello and welcome to episode 88 of the Inner Work Conversation. I am Nikki Cross and today is going to be quite literally the most ironic episode I think that I've ever recorded. I um, Let me give you the context. You already know what it's about because you've, you've seen the episode title. However, as you, as a lot of you know, I am in the middle of recording the content for the Thrive First Method. If you have not already registered your interest and you already know that this is something that you're interested in, I'm going to leave the link in the show notes. But the content that I'm creating at the moment is the do part of the method. So we have plan, do, review. 
And they are three of the components of the method that are based on the foundation of you really knowing yourself, you really knowing what truly makes you thrive in life and in business, and also connecting to your goals. So I'm not going to go into that in any more detail. It's epic. The feedback that I've got from the clients that I've got who are going through it at the moment is really, really silly good. Um, and I'm, I said in the last episode, I was going to read out some feedback that I'm getting. So I am going to do that in this episode today. But one of the things that I have done in recording do, so do is the module where I give you all of the tools that you need in order to navigate your week. One of what I've done is I've asked, you know, my clients tell me, you know, what do you struggle with most when you're navigating your week? What comes up for you? that you would like content on, that you would like support with. And there's lots of things that I'm going to be recording content on from um, how to coach yourself before you're about to go and do something that's challenging or you're feeling resistance to, all the way through to making sure that you're um, being able to tweak your plans as you gain new information as you go through your week and all the good stuff. But one of the things that came up a lot is this. Um, So I'm reading off someone's input here. She says... Nick, I really struggle when something comes up unexpectedly that throws out my plans for the day or week. It's hard to not then have an attitude of, it's all gone to shit now anyway, and then the plan goes out the window completely. Um, This one came up so much that I thought, I'm going to record a podcast episode on this because I have a lot to say on it and I know that I could share some stuff for free that will help you, everyone, right now. And I also know that not only does this come up um, for the people who are practicing the Thrive First method, but I know it comes up just anyway in life and you can apply it to so many different things like, oh, I've, I've, you know, I've eaten really well today. I've eaten loads of veggies and hit my protein target. And then I have that slice of cake and oh, it's all gone out the window. You could literally apply this to so many aspects of life and business. But what I really want to focus on today is not when you do something that knocks your plans out, but when something happens to you, something happens that you haven't expected and you had no control or influence over it and it knocks your plans out completely. Now, the irony of this is that all day today, apart from one meeting that I've got at 12 o'clock, I had it booked out and blocked out for recording, recording this podcast and recording content. And honestly, if I could show you outside of my window, you would be able to see approximately 10 to 15 workmen digging a hole with diggers and those big massive chisel machines going making a shit ton of noise. So I have switched my microphone um, and the pattern that it picks up. So it just means how it picks noise up. So that it only picks up noise in front of it. Um, very fancy, very clever. I'm hoping that you can't hear the noise behind the microphone. But the irony is that the episode I was about to come on and record for you today is literally actually what's just happened to me. I had a full day of recording and I have literally been through all the emotions, all of the thought drama of, oh, well, brilliant. As soon as they turned up at like half seven, eight o'clock, I was like, fucking brilliant, epic. This is just... and. 
you know, no one's got it as bad as me. So JJ, my son, before he went to school, he was like, wow, that's noisy. And I was thinking in my head, yeah, but you haven't got to sit with it all day, have you? And then Jimmy, my husband was like, oh my God, like that'd do my head in to sit with that noise all day. And I'm like, yeah, poor me, victim mode, poor me. I'm not only going to sit with it all day, I've got content to record and this is throwing everything out. And honestly, it was quite funny to watch myself go through the things that I went through. It was almost like the universe going, I know you're going to record a podcast on this today, Nikki. So let's just make it really fresh in your mind so that you really know what it feels like. And then you can then you can record a podcast episode on it. So um, I thought I'd share that with you before we head into my tips and my answer to this question. When something comes up unexpectedly that throws your plans out for the day or week, how to navigate that how to not have an attitude of, oh, well, it's all gone to shit anyway, and the plan goes out the window completely. What I would say in response to this person, if we were having a chat, right? What I've done, um, and I hope that you're laughing at my expense, by the way, because it's funny, right? Like, it's funny. But anyway, what I've done is I've just quickly noted down five tips that I want to share with you in the episode today, because although this isn't going to be anywhere near the content that for those of you who are my clients or future clients are going to get inside the Thrive First Method in the Do module. I do think that there are five quick tips that are literally going to be game changers for you if this applies to you. So let's get stuck in. When something, firstly, when something does come up unexpectedly that throws your plans out for the day or week, I just want to acknowledge what this person said because I think they've put it so beautifully. You're right. It is hard to not have an attitude of, it's all gone to shit now anyway. It is hard. And I want to acknowledge that in nothing that I'm about to say, am I saying, oh, it's just easy, just smile. Like, <laughs> let's just acknowledge that, yes, it can be hard, right? Um, But firstly, number one, my first piece of advice for when something comes up unexpectedly that throws your plans out for the day or week is, I want you to prepare for that in advance. Now, I just want to caveat this with, you might be sitting there thinking, well, that's not going to help me in the moment that it already has gone to shit. No, you're right. It won't. And my tips from two to five are going to help you with that. But I just want to say this one up front in that when you are practicing the Thrive First Method in the plan module, which comes before do, plan, do, review, I literally teach you how to prepare for things to go to shit. Literally teach you to prepare for the unexpected. And I want to give you guys here for free three things, three ways that you can prepare for things to go to shit in your week. Because one thing that we all know is unexpected things are always going to happen. And that's the thing about them being unexpected. You don't know when they're going to happen. You don't know when something is unexpectedly, unexpectedly, unexpectedly going to jump out at you in your week. You don't know when that's going to be and you don't know what that's going to be. So I know that this might not help you in the moment. And don't worry, there's four more tips coming up that are going to help you with that. But for next week or for tomorrow, here's what I want you to focus on. Number one, buffer time. Buffer time is my friend. Buffer time. Um, people really avoid buffer time because they don't trust themselves. So this is the reason why people don't schedule in buffer time because they don't trust themselves. They think 
that they don't trust themselves in that. They think, if I plan in buffer time, I'm just going to waste it. And one of the things that I can say that people have found when they're practicing the Thrive First method is when you plan properly, and I mean, when I say properly, I mean plan in a way that is aligned with you. Plan in a way that you know makes you feel good and you know that you can stick to. When you're doing that, right, what happens with your buffer time is you end up using it really well because you've already determined what you're going to use your buffer time for. So for some of us, when we're planning, we know that there's actually, I can identify the obstacles in my week straight off the bat. I can see what's going to be hard about my week and I can see what's potentially going to need more time. So what one of the things that I get you to do in plan is think about what's going on for you at the moment. Are you in the middle of a home renovation? Are you in the middle of um, managing someone's performance at work or something like that that potentially is going to mean that more is required from you? You know, the builder's are going to want a 10 minute quick chat that turns into an hour. The person whose performance you're managing, um, you know, something's going to happen and it's going to require you to go and coach them for an hour more than you thought that you were going to. The unexpected is going to happen. And so buffer time, when we plan properly and plan in a way that serves us, what we'll notice is the buffer time that we actually put in for ourselves in the week, we use it and we use it well. And one of the things that I'm noticing with my Thrive First Method clients at the moment is their buffer time is being used for themselves. So I know that for me, one of the ways that I use buffer time is I can set about like a whole day or a whole half day where I've literally got nothing, no meetings, no nothing. That doesn't mean I'm not going to do anything. It just means that my brain knows, Nick, you can you cannot worry about anything because you've you've literally got nothing to do during that time. And so what I fill that time with then becomes my choice. So I could fill that time with sitting and reading a book or going to the gym or working on my business. But I think it's, let's call that time, time without obligation, time without you actually having to do anything or being obliged to do anything. So you building that buffer time into your week, literally, it can feel at first unsafe, like, but but I'm not, you know, I'm not filling my time. That's a good thing. And the more you get used to not filling your time, whilst at the same time trusting yourself that you're going to use that time for whatever it is that is of service to you in that moment, I think that's going to be really beneficial for you. Um, two other ways to prepare for things to go to shit. Um, thing number two, good sleep and good diet. Seriously look after yourself. I shared with my clients on Monday in hour one that last week, although I had you know, kept my commitment of going to the gym each morning um, during the work week, and it felt great. It really felt great. The thing I didn't do was make sure I went to bed at a good time. And I can honestly say that it made me less resourceful, especially towards the end of the week. And I know that this can be like, oh, really? Really? That's your tip? Good good diet and good sleep. Yeah, basic bitch stuff, I know. But are you doing it? Like, <laughs> you might be listening to this thinking, I know, Nikki, I know I'm meant to get my sleep. I know I'm meant to eat an adequate diet that is balanced and supports my well-being and energy. 
You might know it, but are you doing it? Because let me tell you, when things do go to shit and unexpected things do happen throughout your week, if you're not looking after yourself, then you're already on the back foot. You're already in a non resourceful place. And if that's the pl- if that's the position that you're in, if that's a place that you're in, in a non-resourceful place, how are you then going to add on top of that more shit to deal with? You're not going to deal with it very well because you haven't got the energy to. So look after yourself, right? And then the last thing around preparing for things to go to shit, literally prepare for the unexpected, is try to maintain your min- your personal minimums or your non-negotiables. A lot of the time when I talk about the Thrive First method, I think that the first thought that people can have is that it's quite advantageous to Thrive First. And if you've been listening to these podcast episodes, what you're going to know about me now is the main place that this came from is when I was looking after my dad who had dementia. It was hard to Thrive First, not only because of the grief that I was suffering from losing my dad, but also because of the time and energy it took to look after someone who would wander off and get lost and put tea towels in the microwave and they'd set on fire and, you know, not be able to cook and look after themselves in really basic ways, right? So all of that said, you thriving first, if you're in a position where you don't have those kinds of obligations and actually you've got a pretty free life, thriving first to you might look like, you know, doing two hours of yoga a day. Great, good for you. But thriving first, if you've got a shit ton of obligations in whatever form, life or business, thriving first might just look like something really, really simple, like making sure that you're drinking two liters of water a day. And so I want to just highlight this to you, that you maintaining your personal minimums, your non-negotiables, what are they for you? You know, I think that it's really easy to be like, and I'm going to read a whole chapter of this book this week. Well, why don't you just read one page before bed instead of scrolling through Instagram and making yourself feel like shit by looking at all of the people living their best lives? Why don't you just read one page? You know, this isn't through obligation. This isn't through, you know, do your best. This is literally you preparing for the unexpected can look like you maintaining your personal levels of your minimums, the things that make you feel good, your non-negotiables. So that's that's tip number one. Tip number one, prepare for things to go to shit by preparing in advance with things like buffer time, your sleep and your diet, and maintaining your personal minimums or non-negotiables. Okay, that's number one. The next four are all about dealing with the unexpected things in the moment. So let's get stuck into that. Just before I do, I'm just going to take a drink um, because of hay fever. Bear with. Okay, I'm back. Um, Is anyone else really suffering with hay fever at the moment? Because, geez louise, I am. Um, Okay, so (laughs) number two, when something unexpectedly throws your plans out, I want you to do this. I want you to not fight your reality. This is so important. Listen to the wording of the person's question. It's hard to not have an attitude of, it's all gone to shit now anyway. And then the plan goes out the window completely. I want to let you know that when I looked out the window this morning, 
and I saw the workmen turning up with their diggers and their things and more and more people. It was really like the first thing that my mind wanted to do was be like, fucking great. This is epic. I've got a whole day of recording. Now I'm not going to be able to record. And this, this narrative, this voice took over in my mind that was like, no, I don't want this to happen. I don't want it. I don't like it. And it, it made me, it reminded me of a voice that used to play in my mind when I was, when I lost my mum and when I was losing my dad. And I know I bring this up all the time, but I'm bringing it up only to show you that there are lessons in these really shitty times. But the, the, the voice is, is a very, it's a very much like, I don't want this. I don't like this. Make it stop. That's the voice. And when it's something that is completely out of our control and influence, there's no stopping it. Like I couldn't stop what was happening to my mum and dad at different times in my life. I couldn't stop the workmen this morning from turning up with their drills and with their diggers. Like if, if I'd have gone out and fumed at them all and been like, stop, I have podcasts to record. <laughs> this isn't okay. They'd have been like, okay, well, we're here and it's happening. So apologies, but tough. Like that's what would have gone down. But quite often that's exactly what we do. We try and fight our reality in our own minds, right? And so my invitation to you is allow yourself to do that. But if as much as you possibly can, notice that voice, notice the fighting that is going on in your own mind and notice the energy that you're spending in fighting your current reality. And all of that said, I want you to try and accept what is going on. And accepting it can look like actually facing your situation and looking at it through the, I'm going to give you another tip in a minute that's going to really link into this, but looking at it through the eyes of, I cannot control this right now. I cannot control or influence what is going on that I don't want to go on. So I am going to accept it. I remember when we were moving house once, we've moved house a few times, Jimmy and I, I remember coming home from work. Oh no, I hadn't been to work. I'd been somewhere else. And I came home and Jimmy and his dad looked all coy. And I, I came in and Jim went, look, Nick, I don't know who did it. I don't know how it happened, but someone has stood on your laptop and the screen is broken. And I remember I was really up against a deadline as well, which made the laptop breaking even worse. And I remember being really able in that moment to shorten the amount of time that my brain was like, no, I don't want this to happen. This isn't happening. I won't have it. And I remember being able to shorten that time to the point where my actual response to him was, that's okay. We can buy a new one. Let's try and make sure we get one delivered tomorrow. And that is, to me, that's like ninja level. <laughs> that's like, I really look back on that particular version of myself on that day and I give her a lot of respect and admiration because what I recognize in myself that I was able to do literally in that moment was A, not fight my reality, B, not lose my shit at people who I care so, I love them so, so much. I love Jimmy, I love Jim's dad so much. I wouldn't want to make them feel even worse than they already felt. They didn't do it on purpose. And in all, all of that said, I really admire that version of myself that was able to close that gap between how I felt 
and how much I wanted to deny my reality and take myself through that change curve and accept my reality and deal with it. Like, okay, let's come from a resourceful place. What are we going to do? So for example, today, right, looked out the window, podcast recording, um, content recording for the um, Thrive First Method all day. And there is a shit ton of noise outside. When I was in a resourceful place and not trying to fight my reality, what I was then able to do is look on the internet of how to change the settings on my microphone to only pick up noise from the front, not from also the back. Hang on a minute. I'm just checking that I have actually done that. <laughs> Didn't just research it. So hopefully that limits the amount that you can actually hear from coming outside, right? And the second thing on the whole concept of not fighting your reality is ask for help and or understanding. I think that when our brains want to go into this place of, for fuck's sake, why is this happening? I don't want this to happen. I won't have it. We can, well, I don't know about you, so I'm saying the collective we. I know what I can do is build a brick wall around my heart and almost the... Um, <clears throat> place that I go to is very much this place of, I have to deal with this all on my own. I am the victim and I am the one who has to deal with this situation, right? And actually that's not true. You can ha you can ask for help and you can ask for the understanding of others. So as an example, I know that if I'd have gone to my audience, if I'd have emailed my mail list and if I'd have gone onto Instagram today and been like, guys, do any of you even care if I don't produce a podcast episode for you this week because it's just going to be too hard with all of the noise in the background and all of the stress that's being caused. I absolutely know that 99.9% .9 of people would be like, yeah, obviously, of course you do you. No one really gives a shit anyway. <laughs> like, we think that people care in a bad way so much more than they do. And we underestimate the amount that people care in a good way. People really care about you, you know, People really want to support you and people really want to understand you. But what it takes for, for them to be able to give you that level of support and understanding is for you to fucking communicate. So if you are in a situation where something unexpected has thrown your week out completely or your day out completely, stop for a minute and un instead of you spending all of that brain energy on fighting your current reality, ask yourself the question, who can help me right now? Even if it's just me, sharing with my team, oh my God, guys, you're not going to believe this has just happened to me and allowing them to be there for you. Sometimes even just something as simple as having people's understanding is enough to help lift your vibration and lift your mood, right? Number three, number three, when something unexpected wipes you out completely and you want to go into the attitude of it's all gone to shit now anyway and dropping your plan out the window completely is drop the hypothetical drama. Prevent the real drama and drop any silly old stories. So quite often what I find when our plans don't go to plan is first things first, the silly old stories. We like, so for example, the other day, um, one of my clients had promised herself that she was going to do some Instagram lives to give more to her audience and engage more with them. But things had happened throughout the week and it got to Friday and she did have a chunk of time, but she didn't have any makeup on and she wasn't prepared. And all of these silly old stories turned up 
like, oh, well, I can't do that because I can't turn up without any makeup on because I can't do this because... And I just want you to drop any silly old stories, especially when the unexpected happens. A lot of the time we're chasing perfectionism. We want things to be done at level 100 perfection. Like we want thing, we want to execute things at level 100 of them going well and us turning up and showing up in a way that makes others perceive us in a way that it can't be rejected or criticised. And I just want to present to you that, especially when things are going to shit, sometimes it is a good idea for you to just get it done imperfectly. Show up without your makeup on. Do the thing like I am today. I'm recording this podcast episode and there might be background noise and I might be distracted by the fact that he's just parked over my driveway even though I've asked him not to. True story. <laughs> all of these things. But that doesn't mean that what I'm going to share with you today isn't valuable. I'm sure you're taking a lot from this. And so I want to invite you to do the same. Drop the drama, drop any silly old stories that say that you can't now go ahead with your plans because they're not going to go perfectly. Is that really true? Or can you challenge that thought and think, well, actually, I can't plan. I can't follow through with my plans perfectly because now X, Y, and Z has happened that was unexpected. But I can follow through with them a little bit. So let me give you an example before I carry on. Let's say that you had promised yourself today that you were going to go to the gym and you were going to do an hour and a half that consisted of strength training and low impact cardio. But but something's happened that's taken an hour out of your day, and the hour and a half you'd given yourself for the gym, you only have half an hour of that left, right? The way to drop the hypothetical drama around that is literally just to be like, okay, well, I can't do an hour and a half. What can I do in half an hour? I can't keep that commitment to myself of going for an hour and a half. Actually, fuck it. I can't even go to the gym now. But what I can do is go for a half an hour walk, which is going to be far more better for me than not doing anything at all and then giving myself shit for not doing anything at all, right? So I think that it's really important that one, drop the hypothetical drama, prevent the real drama that I haven't touched on this, I need to touch on this, and drop any silly old stories. So before I move on from this one, I think it's important to prevent the real drama when unexpected things happen that throw our plans out completely. There are gonna be things, there are gonna be people who are relying on you to follow through with what you said you were gonna follow through with. So one of the first things that I would expect you to do rather than your brain stressing over, oh shit, and it's going to mean I let them down, I let them down, and they're going to not see me as someone who can follow through anymore. Instead of all of the brain drama around it, actually turn to the people, email them, phone them, text them, get on social media, mail them, whatever it is, however you can communicate with them, and literally just say to them, hi, Joe Blogs, something unexpected has come up in my week and it's going to mean now that I have to let you down. I'm really sorry about that. And actually, because I'm letting you down this week and I'm not going to be able to do it this week for you, I'm going to move us back to next week. I wanted to tell you straight away so that you can plan your time and your expectations around that too. And it's showing someone a sign of respect when your plans change, which then has a knock-on effect of their plans. Instead of building up the hypothetical drama around what they're going to think or what they're going to say, you can actually avoid the real drama by communicating with them in a really effective way that shows them that you have deep, deep respect for them. Yeah. Um, tip number four. Tip number four is one that you might just hate me for, but I actually have read this tip in two places and 
when I was preparing for this episode, it's one of my favorite tips um, that I use with myself. And because when I was going to share it with you, I was like, oh, I really don't know if they're going to take this as toxic positivity. I wanted to bolster myself with these two resources to share with you and to give you the author's words as well as my words, because I really, really, what I'm about to say, I really want you to know that it isn't layering toxic positivity on top of where you're at. So tip number four, when something comes up unexpectedly that throws your plans out for the day or week is to say the words or to journal the words, this is good because now (laughs) this isn't you trying to be like, I'm smiling and it's all fine and I'm about to lose my shit, but I'm smiling and it's good and I'm going to put a positive spin on it. This is not, I want to just make this really clear. This is not about putting a positive spin on it. This is about you being able to take a step back from the situation, creating space between you and the situation And instead of being like, this is fucked because of this and this and this and this and this, I feel like it's really empowering to also, if that's one side of the coin, one side of the coin is this is fucked. And the the ending to that sentence is because this is fucked because of this and this and this and this. This is now awful because of all of these reasons. The other side of the coin is this is good because... So there are two places that I have cited this particular technique. I'm going to pinpoint them now and I'm going to link these books in the show notes because I really enjoy using this method. Here is where they're at and I'm going to read from them too. So the first resource is from the book Tools of Titans by Tim Ferriss. Tools of Titans by Tim Ferriss. And it's on page 640640. And it's um, actually, this isn't written by Tim Ferriss. It's written by someone he interviewed called Jocko Wilnick or Jocko Vilnick, um, who is a Navy, a retired Navy SEAL commander. And here's, I'm going to literally read this to you. Here's what he says. How do I deal with setbacks, failures, delays, defeat, or other disasters? I actually have a fairly simple way of dealing with these situations. There is one word to deal with all of these situations, and that is good. There is something that what this is something that one of my direct subordinates, one of the guys who worked for me, a guy who became one of my best friends, pointed out. He would call me up, pull me aside with some major problem or issue that was going on, and he'd say, Boss, we got this, that, or the other thing going wrong. And I would look at him and I would say, good. And finally, one day he was telling me about some situation that was going off the rails. And as soon as he got done explaining to me, he said, I already know what you're going to say. And I asked, what am I going to say? And he said, you're going to say good. He continued, that's what you always say when something goes wrong or something's going bad. You just look at me and say, good. And I said, well, I mean it because this is how I operate. And I explained to him that when things are going bad, There's going to be some good that will come from it. Mission got cancelled. Good, we can focus on another one. Didn't get the new high-speed gear that we wanted. Good, we'll keep it simple. Didn't get promoted. Good, more time to get better. Didn't get funded. Good, we own more of the company. Didn't get the job you wanted. Good, go out, gain more experience, build a better resume. Got injured. Good, needed a break from training anyway. Got tapped out. Good, it's better to tap out in training than to tap out on the street. Got beat. 
Good, we learned unexpected problems. Good, we have the opportunity to figure out a solution. That's it. When things are going bad, don't get bummed out. Don't get startled or frustrated. No, just look at the issue and say, good. Now, I don't mean say something cliched. Uh, sorry, no, I don't mean to say something cliched. I'm not trying to sound like Mr. Smiley, positive guy, the guy that ignores the hard truth, the guy that thinks a positive attitude will solve problems. It won't, but neither will dwelling on the problem. Accepting reality, focusing on the solution. Take that issue, that setback, that problem and turn it into something good and move forward with that. And if you are part of a team, that attitude will spread Finally, to close this up, if you can say the word good, then guess what? It means you're still alive. You're still breathing. And if you're still breathing, that means you've got some fight left in you. So get up, dust off, reload, recalibrate, re-engage and go out on the attack. And that right there is about as good as it gets. Now, I've amended what he said there, the whole good thing to this is good because, because if you notice about all of the examples that he gave, there was always a because, there was always a way that he was saying, well, that's good because, and I think that that's the thing, when something unexpected is happening, it's really easy to see, oh, this is bad because, and all that we're doing here is going, well, this is good because the same type of ethos is written about in You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. So let me just quickly read some of that to you. Okay, so this is on page 119 and she says, this is good because whenever anything excellent or mediocre or lame or annoying happens to you, meet it with the statement, this is good because and fill in the blank. Once you make this a regular practice, you'll see how much easier it is to be in gratitude much more than you realised. This is good. I got a flat tire on my way home from picking my kids up. I've shown them how to deal with an unexpected situation. Plus, I got to spend some quality time hanging out in the car with them playing 20 questions while I wait for a AAA to show up, um, which is like the AA in the UK which is how I found out that my daughter was getting picked on in school. It's important to look for all of the ways to be grateful for all that you've manifested, even the things that you might label under no thanks. If you focus on the negative aspects of more challenging things in your life, it'll lower your frequency, keep you in the pain and resentment, attract more of that negativity to you, possibly make you sick, stressed, and definitely very crabby. If you look for the ways to be grateful for things in life, it not only raises your frequency, but it allows you to grow by opening up the lesson. Now, this is what I want to talk about. It's the lesson. Because I'm a true believer, some things are just shit. Like the whole everything happens for a reason. That's not what we're saying here. What we're not saying is look for the good in the situation. What we are saying is, this is good because, and that because, really, I would like to encourage you to make it about your growth, make it about what you get to practice, make it about, well, it's good that the tire that the tire was flat and it broke down because I get to practice patience and I get to, like she said in the book, I get to teach my kids patience. And would you look at that? Wouldn't it be, wouldn't it, wouldn't you know it? The kid told her that she was getting bullied in school or whatever. It's about what you can practice in those moments. This is good that it's all going to shit. It, it helps me practice giving myself grace. I know I'm very good at beating myself up. So the fact that this is going to shit will help me to learn the skill of giving myself grace. This is good because. So I'm not asking you to see the smiley, toxic positivity. This is good because. I'm hoping that what you're getting from this is that this is good because 
really what I want you to be finishing that sentence with is a way that you are growing, a way that you can appreciate the now, appreciate what you do have, that you can practice giving yourself grace in the moments where you'd be giving yourself shit. That, that's what I mean. Going back, all the way back to point number two, don't fight your reality. There is very little point is only looking at the one side of the coin that is, this is shit because. So actually this is good because I now get to appreciate what I had. I now get to appreciate the family and the support I have around me, right? And it's it's just giving yourself that alternative perspective. So this, just to caveat this one heavily, this isn't just about looking for the good in a situation. This is about, look. I really want you to take, this is seeking the lesson. This is you being able to go, what can I take from this that is more beneficial to me? That's what I want for you. And then the last one is love yourself at your worst. I'm gonna repeat that. Love yourself at your worst. Sometimes unexpected things will happen in your week that throws your day out, throws your week out, throws your month out, throws your fucking year out, right? And in those moments, we can be the most, like I said, right at the beginning of this episode, when this person who asked the question has said, um, it's hard not to have an attitude of it's all gone to shit now anyway. I just want to, I just want to point out that in these moments, these are quite possibly going to be the worst versions of yourself that you meet. You are, you're quite possibly going to be meeting the version of yourself that's unresourceful, that's cranky with other people, that says and does things that they wish they hadn't have said and done. And all of that said, I just want to remind you to love yourself at your worst. Plans, changes to plans, sorry, it can be stressful. Even positive change can be stressful, right? But one of the things that I just want to finish this episode by saying is when you don't react in ways to those changes in ways that you're proud of, I still want you to love yourself through those moments. I think it's really important to, instead of reacting in a really bad way, in a way that we wish we hadn't, in a way that isn't role modeling um, good things to our children or our team or our colleagues, but is instead demonstrating to them the worst versions of us, I really, really want you to, in those moments, love yourself. Because if you then have acted out And then on top of that, layer a thick slather of shame on top of that and make yourself bad and wrong for the way you behaved or the way you spoke to that person. Then all that's going to happen on top of that is you are going to reject yourself in that moment on top of um, you already being at your worst. So it's like shit on shit on shit. And sometimes there's going to be shit. And sometimes the way we react to that shit is going to be shit and we're going to treat other people like shit. But what you then don't need on top of all of that shit is another layer of shit that you give yourself for being the worst version of yourself. So (laughs) lots of shit. So what I want to do is just finish this episode by saying when things go unexpected and they throw out your plans for the day or the week and you don't react to those in ways that we've discussed in this episode, you don't react to those things in a good way still love yourself, love yourself at your worst. Because actually what we're wanting all of the time, really, if we're really honest with each other, is we're seeking unconditional love from other people. 
you know, we we want them to love us at our worst. And so I just want to open and open up and invite you to do the same. You're you're never you're not always sorry going to be the best version of you. You're not always going to act in ways that make you feel proud or you know, you're not always going to be resourceful in moments where actually things are going to shit and you look back and you wish you'd have dealt with it differently. That's okay. Perspective is okay. Hindsight is okay. Taking the lessons is okay. What's not okay is to, in that moment, give yourself an extra layer of shit for not being the version of you that you really should have, in inverted commas, or wanted to be. It's just going to make things worse, right? So all of that said, I hope that those tips have helped you navigate when stuff comes up unexpectedly and throws your plans out for the day or week. I hope that those tips really help you get out of the attitude of it's all gone to shit now anyway and helps you to readjust your plans because listen, for those of you who are involved in the Thrive First Method or aren't currently but are going to be when the doors open up in September, in the do module, I am going to be teaching you how to literally practically deal with when things go unexpected. So you've planned your week out, it's all beautiful, your calendar's all great, all of that's very well and good, but when something unexpected comes and completely wipes those plans out, how do you actually practically adjust it? So what I've discussed in today's episode is the mindset shifts that you can, that can help you deal with it, but what about the actual practical adjustments? Oh my God, guys, there's some amazing content coming up for you. Um, and with that, I'm really, really gonna encourage you, if you're interested in joining me in the Thrive First Method, get your name on the register your interest list. I'm gonna leave the link in the show notes. Apart from that though, I hope this episode has been truly valuable to you. If it has, then please share it. You know, I say this in most episodes now, please take your own lessons and really focus as we leave the episode together on what it is that you're going to take and implement. That's so important. This might have been a great listen for you, but where the value really comes from is what you actually go and do with it. So take that. But also I encourage you and I invite you to share what you learned from this episode or the whole episode link in its entirety with a friend, a colleague, a family member who you think it might benefit too. So all of that said, please never forget, I am always, always cheering you on and I hope that you're cheering you on too.